This is our first session on Colossians 1, 13 to 20. And uh, the little dots here show that it's a continuation of a sentence that's been going on for some time. Remember, we talked about the prayer in the preceding verses and how difficult it was to distinguish between where he's praying and where the prayer leaves off. I think it would be fair to say that more or less, if there is a place where he leaves off praying, it would be right here. He just said, giving thanks, and that's not his giving thanks in prayer, but his praying for their giving thanks, the Colossians giving thanks, to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. And now he continues giving reasons for why we, why we should thank the Father Namely, the Father who delivered us from the authority of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. And we're going to spend today on this transfer. We won't ask the question, how did he deliver us? Because that will come next time when we focus on this word redemption and forgiveness. But just the very fact that a Christian, if you're a Christian, this has happened to you. And it's absolutely stunning, spectacular, glorious. You have been delivered from whatever this is, and you have been transferred, not Maybe you will be, but you have been transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So, Father, as we try to see with clarity and feel some measure of the wonder of what the world has no idea about, these invisible realities that are stupendous beyond all imagination, that believers, Christians, those who are in Christ have been delivered from the authority and the power and the rule and the reign of satanic darkness and have been made sure, firm, eternal, secure citizens of the kingdom of your Son. Oh God, grant us to see this and to marvel at it and to live in the wonder and freedom of it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. In that prayer, <laughs> I just tipped my hand on a lot of things, right? Because I'm arguing that this authority from which we are already delivered, this authority of darkness is satanic. Where do I get that idea? Consider this mission that we saw in a previous session that Jesus gave to Paul I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So the parallel here between darkness and power of Satan is what makes me say that this darkness here, the authority of darkness, is the authority of Satan. This is satanic darkness where we all lived before we were delivered. 
Here's a description of that condition in Ephesians 2. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the age of this world. So we all once walked, we lived, we carried out our lives according to, in lockstep with the age of this world. And secondly, that's one, here's the second thing, according to the ruler of the authority of the air, namely the spirit now at work in the sons of disobedience. That's Satan. So the ruler of the authority of the air is this spirit, it's Satan, and he controls all of the authorities of the place where we live on planet Earth above ground. Everywhere is under the rule of Satan, and we all once lived there in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We're talking the entire globe, every human being is walking in lockstep with this age and in lockstep with the ruler of the authority of the air, namely that spirit who is Satan. Therefore, I'm calling this authority of darkness satanic authority of darkness. Very few people know that's their reality. And you have been told, right here in this text, you have now been told that was your reality and that's their reality. Our job is to set people free to be a part of this deliverance here. And we'll talk next time. How did that happen? And, and now let's go to the next verb. We didn't get delivered from this satanic power and darkness into nothing or into neutrality. We got delivered and immediately, and by that deliverance, transferred to another authority. It's called a kingdom. So the parallel here is authority corresponds with kingdom, because kingdom means rule or reign, and authority means rule or reign. So we're out of one authority into another authority, namely the rule or the kingly authority, the kingly reign, and then of darkness corresponds to of the son of his love. So we're out of the authority of satanic darkness, and we're into the authority of the son of God, loved by God. Now, why did he say that? He could have written, you've been delivered from the authority of darkness into the kingdom of light, because he did say that, more or less, in the preceding verse. We come to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, but he didn't say that here. He could have said, who delivered us from the authority of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of God. He didn't say that. He said, into the kingdom of his Son. God has a Son. We're going to see in the next few verses, this Son has the fullness of deity. He is very God of very God. And then he goes further and says, it's not just the 
authority and kingdom of his son. It's the son of his love. He loves this son, and he says that here for a reason. What is it? What did he say son of his love for? Let me find three pointers in the Gospel of John. We could point out that since it's the inheritance of the saints in light, that the Son is the light that has come into the world, and that would be a wonderful correspondence. It is the kingdom of light, the Son of God's light. But he focuses on, I love my Son. I love my Son. And he, he waves that flag. You just went into a kingdom ruled by my Son, and I love my Son. So what are we supposed to feel about that, think about that? Here's John 3.35. The Father loves the Son. He loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. So the first thing we think is, okay, this kingdom leaves nothing outside the control of the Son. We have just moved into a kingdom and an authority where absolutely everything is in the hands of the Son, because God loves him. We are really safe. There are no powers, no authorities, no rulers that can intrude themselves into where we have just been made safe. Number two, John 10, 15, I lay down my life for the sheep, Jesus says. For this reason, the Father loves me. He loves me for this reason, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. God loves his Son because his Son so willingly and successfully laid down his life for us. That's going to be absolutely crucial next time when we look at redemption and forgiveness. So we have just come into the kingdom of a son who is loved by his father because the son so successfully died to deliver us for himself. Number three, John 17, you love them even as you loved me. You loved them, Father, Jesus is praying. You love them, Father, your disciples whom you've put into the kingdom of the Son of your love. You've loved them even as you loved me. So we're supposed to think, okay, if he loves the Son, he loves those whom he has put in the kingdom of the Son in the same way. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me might be in them and I in them. The very love of the Father for the Son will be our love for the Son. If you've ever been discouraged that you could never love Jesus with the kind of intensity that he deserves, you may lay down that fear because you will be not left to yourself to love the Son, you will love the Son with the very love of the Father for the Son. So for at least those three reasons, I would suggest, and probably a lot more that I haven't seen, 
when Paul describes our deliverance and our transfer from satanic authority to the authority of the Son, he mentions God's love for the Son so that we would be amazed and secure and purchased and possessing the very love of the Father for the Son in our own love for the Son. There is so much more to see, even in that, as these words will shed light back on it next time. And we will ask, okay, if this is what he did, if this is what he did, how do we consciously experience it? <laughs>